0: That really, really
1: helps me when I'm shopping without a meal plan. And part of how I do that without having to like recreate the wheel on the fly or whatever that saying is, is by having (laughs) back pocket meal ideas. Yeah. That's what I'm really doing. To be honest, when I'm shopping without a meal plan, the real, real truth is that. I am making a meal plan in my mind with my back pocket meal ideas. Welcome to Didn't
2: I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids.
1: Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. You guys, have you ever found yourself at the grocery store without a grocery list? Or without a meal plan, or without any freaking idea of what you're supposed to be doing. You just know you're supposed to be there and you are and you need groceries in your life. And what are you supposed to do? Because we're pretty sure that all of us have been there at some point. (laughs) So this episode (laughs) is gonna give you some practical tips and guidelines for grocery shopping when you don't have a plan.
2: I'm pretty sure I asked for this episode. I'm not sure what happened this summer, but there were several instances where it's like, We were coming home from the pool and the grocery store is on the way. And it's like, we're stopping for just dinner that night. But then I'm like, oh, do I really want to come back again tomorrow and do my real grocery shop? But I haven't even thought about what I'm going to do, what we need to eat. And so I'm just grocery shopping on the fly. And I think that there's like some formula to it. I also think this is a really great tool for people who are resistant to meal. Yes, too, totally. You don't want to write it all down, but you want to be able to have some sort of like basic ingredients, fun ingredients on hand, and be able to sort of like cook from the hip with some essentials on hand. And I think that we both have a lot of ideas about this.
1: I also think there are two different scenarios. I think the one that won't. Focus on more. And I know you're excited to talk about this. Is just like what you said about your summer. Like you're like, ah, I just need to get through, like maybe the next few days, maybe the rest of the week, whatever it is. And you just stop at the grocery store. Then there's another scenario that I hope we can build on, even if it's briefly, of because this is what happens to me more often. Okay. <laughs> is that I'm going to do grocery shopping for the week. Because I just need it to be out of the way. Like, I can't be at the grocery store two times in the week or whatever. But I just, like, miss the window on my planning. You know, I usually do my meal planning on Saturday or Sunday. And then on Sunday or Monday, I do the shopping and I shop for my meal plan. So Monday or Tuesday come around, I hadn't had any time to meal plan, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to shop for the whole freaking week. And, like, I'm just going to get through that way. So... There are slightly different scenarios. I hope we can talk about
2: both. Right. I have to admit fully that the first scenario where it's like, OK, we just need to get through the next couple of days and then then you'll shop, maybe grocery shop again. I tend to buy more like convenience foods in that scenario, which I'm not saying is bad. I think that that's also like a legitimate strategy versus buying like whole ingredients to just figure out later. Oh, cool. OK, is that fair. OK,
1: so let's talk about it. But. Before we get too deep into the conversation, you know what we want to do. We want to invite you to join our Didn't I Just Feed You listeners community. Free members get direct access to us. I love how we say that like that's you guys, like who wouldn't want that?
2: (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. But for real, wait, wait a minute. We put that in there on purpose because (laughs) we do this annual Didn't I Just Feed You survey. And one of the things that people ask for... Is direct access to us. It's, it's true. It's not. I'm not. Adjacent. It's true. I have feelings about it too. But also it, more than anything. Okay. Should we should we call it something different? Like our close friends and family. They can text us and ask us cooking advice. And they don't contribute anything financially. <laughs> to, did I just beat you? So we're just offering you the same <laughs> thing at a cost. I love our time, it. And like our time and our experience is valuable. So I don't think it's you should. True. It is a legit thing. Like to have your like a back pocket cooking BFF. Yeah. That you can dial up anytime is valuable. I do that with my friend who's an interior designer. I'll be like gut check on this piece of furniture for my totally. house. And my friend who's like really into fashion. I'll be like, is this how these things should fit? So it's kind of the same thing. I <laughs> lost the thread of inviting everyone to come, join, come in. join us but in addition to that you get
1: our recipe archive you get shopping guides you get helpful checklists you get access to an entire hive mind of thousands of busy home cooks who are yes there, so too. not just us
2: our sporting community is also one of the ways that you can financially support these free public episodes but when you join you also get access to our ad free stream which that's legitimately like a big deal right like no ads you just get to listen to us um uninterrupted there's also two bonus episodes each month we're doing live q a sessions and we have this thing called uncut gems which is like sometimes bloopers sometimes extended conversations we had to cut for time or just little like side conversations (laughs) that our editor samantha's like hey this is off subject Will we share them with you? So find out more about becoming a member of our community at didn't I dot com backslash community. Let's dive in. Okay. So I, this is where I think this starts, right? You're not quite in the grocery store yet. You're like maybe in the car. Just doing like a quick check in and saying, okay, how many meals do I need to have on hand? How many meals do I need ingredients on hand for for the week? If you can't check your calendar, like maybe you use a paper planner and it's not with you and it's like not correlated with your digital calendar. I like three dinners. I like three dinners in the scenario when you're trying to shop for like a whole week, like a Monday through Friday. And also for if you're like just on the fly and you're not sure when you're going to get to do like a real a real meal plan and grocery shop too. Would you agree with that or do you shop for more? I shop for more. I do okay. agree
1: with you. I think three is really manageable. It's, but I think three to five is okay. like a range because three makes total sense to me. I think if that feels manageable and resonates with you, that's what you should go with. I personally do five because I don't know why, because I just, I'm fixed. I have a fixed person. <laughs> <laughs> like when I meal plan, I meal plan for five. Yeah. Like, When I'm doing the deed, I'm doing the deed, whether I've meal planned or I haven't meal planned, like I'm shopping and I'm getting my stuff for the week. And that
2: includes five meals. So interesting. When I commit to five meals, it's because I know what's coming down the pike for the week. Uh, Whereas, like, if I'm not sure, three is like a nice little, okay, I, I won't go crazy on on groceries that I might not get through. And I can fill out the rest of the week with like a pizza Friday or like grabbing takeout or drive through on the way home or just even doing like breakfast for dinner or something that uses up other ingredients that I might already have on hand. Yeah, because I'm so I don't know what the right word is, but I tend to be.
1: Yeah, I tend to be like on a routine during the school year. Right. So I often don't have and then my kids eat. A lot in between. They're not mm-hmm. little, so it's hard to manage ingredients. Like an after-school snack could be an omelet, or could be four right. eggs. You know what I mean? Not it's not just a granola bar from the snack drawer, a granola bar and a and a cheese stick. So for me, if I'm only planning for three meals, I feel like I'm gonna end up ordering out or going out for four meals, which feels like mm. a lot to me. Yeah, both just in terms of our eating and the budget. So, like, I'm trying to mitigate that. Like, it's it feels harder to me to scrap together three or four meals. Yeah. Also, my kids are real heavy meat eaters, and I don't have a big freezer. So, like, that's another piece of it for my circumstance. Like, pasta is something I can always scratch together. Maybe something with chickpeas, but, like, that's it. Like, they're going to complain. They were going to wish the chickpea curry had chicken in it. You know, and then they're going to start, like, ordering out. Can we just get Uber Eats, whatever?
2: And then it kind of spirals out of control. There's something we, um, like, we have to talk about with, like, the teens and the big, like, Separately as a, as another episode, because that is like a whole thing. I also you keep saying meals, but I want to distinguish when in this like three to five count, I'm thinking specifically of dinners. And then I think there's a separate count for breakfasts and lunches, which are also meals. So I just want to make that distinction. I
1: was talking about five dinners. Yes. yes. Great. OK, perfect. perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, So total, we're talking about more ideas because I think you need two breakfast meals. Ideas that you can shop for to serve across five days, and same thing with lunches. I think you need two intentional options that you can fill out for five days. If you're packing school lunches, or if you're taking lunch to work, etc. Like if you have to manage lunch, I love that. For us, breakfast isn't as big a deal anymore. Yeah, I think
1: two breakfasts that stretch over five days, six, seven days, is great. And that is what I used to do. Now the boys don't, I mean, they're kind of getting up and running. Like sometimes they're eating breakfast, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're grabbing breakfast on the way to school or a cup of coffee and like Starbucks, I don't know. And then on weekends, they're sleeping in so late that by the time they wake up, that first meal might not be like a proper breakfast. It could be like a burrito, a frozen burrito or leftover pizza. So for me, the dinner becomes the primary focus. I almost always have pancake mix on hand. We're going to talk about this, but I always have eggs and always have cereal. Like always, always. So actually, we just had an episode on breakfast kids can make themselves like we talk extensively about about our relationship to cereal. cereal. Yes. So. OK, but I, I like I like your model, like two breakfasts, maybe fewer if you have older kids. And what I'm saying, the stage I'm in resonates with you more. You're saying two lunch ideas if you're packing lunches.
2: Yep. And like two, knowing that there probably are going to be leftovers that you can utilize totes, too. Totes. or like you mentioned, you guys always have pancake batter on hand. It's like, you know, you probably have some staples like oats on hand for breakfast or you might have pasta. That you could quickly cook and make totally. like pasta salad for lunches. Right. So and if like
1: one of your lunch ideas is a turkey sandwich, that can be twice turkey roll-ups yes. one day and a turkey sub another day, you know? Yes. You'll be covered. Also, though, when I was packing lunches, I did exactly what you're talking about. Now that I'm not packing lunches, I don't think about lunch for the kids at all. Yeah. But I do for me.
2: Like I've recommitted
1: to my lunches too. So then I'm always picking up, I'm going to be completely honest, pretty much like two bag salads. Okay. I love that. That's just something that I have. And then like frozen nuggets, if I don't have them already in the fridge. Or a rotisserie chicken or something. So you can add a little protein to the salads.
2: I love that. And then
1: three to five dinners.
2: Yes. And so that also unlocks for me, I say two lunch options if you're shopping for school lunches but I'm thinking more deeply about it and I also make sure that then there's two lunch op- options for me because I work from home from home so in to- total I really am shopping for four but I think like trying to get like to that three count was me being like, like trying to help people focus a little bit so they don't overbuy which is not maybe not this like problem that I really think that it is. But especially if you're shopping on the fly, sometimes that's like the mistake that people make. They're like, oh, I'm going to eat all these things this week. And then it's not realistic, especially if you haven't done it like this before. If you're like a a regimented meal planner and then you go off meal plan, you might find yourself buying more than you actually need. You know, it's interesting because I want to
1: take a second here to talk specifically about vegetables. Yeah. Because I feel my perception And maybe it's I'm wrong too. the same way you're not sure that you're exactly right about this. But my perception is that overbuying is often produce because I think that people think they're going to eat more vegetables than they really do. Vegetables can be a little bit of an afterthought, especially if it's not part of like a one pot meal or something. And like sometimes just getting the chicken made is like all you can handle. And then you see that bag salad you bought yourself for lunch and you're like, oh, I'm going to use that for dinner. tonight. You know what I mean? And produce also goes bad fast. So I would say that when I have to shop without
2: a meal plan, vegetables are the biggest challenge for me. Interesting. I'm like more inclined to be like, okay, just laser focus proteins, even though I know like some of them are shelf stable, like beans or some tofu. And I also know that they can like be thrown into the freezer if you didn't get to that ground beef and it's like Wednesday or Thursday and you don't think you're going to get to it. But I don't feel that way about produce. I feel like the worst thing is to not have enough produce to cook from. I agree, but
1: I also feel like the worst thing is
2: Produce going bad and stressing
1: you out. It's like all those memes about like, you yes. get the avocado and, then, and like two <laughs> seconds later, it's only the ripe for these 15 minutes. Yes, yes. Or the, the clamshell of greens that's just withering away in the drawer. Like that stresses me out so much.
2: I hate it. <laughs> okay. So I want to loop back a little bit to this idea of like, we're buying two breakfast options. I also think, as part of like the breakfast options, buying two to three fruit options is good for both breakfast filling out breakfast filling out lunches and then sometimes supplementing dinner and then same thing because we're like on the subject of veggies the the lunch thing i always try to buy two lunchbox veggies but you used to buy a few more so Mm -hmm. i think of lunchbox veggies as like the English cucumbers or the little like teeny tiny popper cute snacky cucumbers and then like sweet peppers or baby carrots, depending on the week.
1: Is there anything you'd add to that? So I had a whole list of lunchbox veggies, and I think that this relates to my being stressed out by veggies going bad, (laughs) because (laughs) what I would do is if I don't have a meal plan and I don't know what veggie I'm going to prep I also can be very picky about veggies. Okay. I just don't want steamed broccoli. Like that, I just don't want that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like, mm. So when I did when I don't have a meal plan and I used to pack lunch boxes, I would rely on using those lunchbox veggies also as dinner veggies. And just knowing that these are the kinds of veggies that, you know, I can use them for dinner. It's not the best, but like, sure, crudité, carrot sticks on the side of dinner, that works. That's a veggie. And also, like, if I don't get to it or the plan changes or something happens and I pivot, these will still get eaten up as snacks or in the lunchbox. So, like, that was how I basically covered my ass, to be honest. So I would always get uh, Persian cucumber, the mini snacking cucumbers. My kids love bell peppers. So one or two bell peppers, red, orange, yellow, not the green. They won't eat the green. Avocados. I buy avocados every week because I feel like you can always make that a salad with some clementines or oranges or just alone. Uh, I would buy one clamshell of either arugula or baby spinach, which could become a salad for lunch too, because my kids would like salad in their lunchbox. There was
2: one other, oh, baby carrots.
1: Because Mike can eat like a pound of baby carrots in a sitting.
2: Yeah. So that was always okay. Listen, with some Hidden Valley Ranch or some hummus, I'm right there with Mike.
1: Yep. Totally. Yes.
2: So I think that's my list. Uh,
1: Snap peas when they're in season. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So this is really interesting because veggies are then a good segue into dinner meals also. And I think that there's like some overlap in our thinking, which is like, I have on my list, if you're shopping for five, if you're shopping for three meals or three to five meals, I think you need a minimum of five dinner veggies. I'm doing air quotes and no one can see it. It's <laughs> a classic. Stacy's cracking up over here. The clamshell of greens that I consider a dinner, dinner veg. And like, again, can be used across m- multiple meals. If your family likes spinach, that you can like cook and make like a quick cream spinach. It's also great to like have to throw in breakfast smoothies or like, I'll use it for lunch or like put it in an egg, uh, like an omelet for myself. And then you mentioned snap peas. I think that's one of those things that I like would automatically grab when I don't have a plan because it is a quick cooking veg that my whole family loves and is like a great dinner side. So I think in that category, the category of like, these are some vegetables I'm buying Across all meals, there there needs to be something that's like green or like salad greens-ish. I think uh, like two to three quick cooking veg. So like green beans, those snap peas. Um, I'm not thinking of any other quick cooking veg. Zucchini. Zucchini, cherry tomatoes, those kind of things. Oh, cherry tomatoes
1: are on my lunchbox list too. Yes.
2: See, my kids don't love tomatoes. Oh,
1: my kids love
2: and then I think buying at least one hearty vegetable, like sweet potatoes, or maybe you get beets or turnips, something that has like a longer shelf life. So if you don't get to even broccoli, I think cabbage. Of have, like cabbage being hearty. So even if you don't get to it in the, the like week that you plant, it will easily roll over into the next week.
1: So I think that there's a ton of overlap in the way that yeah. we're approaching it. I just think about it all as lunchbox veggies
2: so interesting
1: because I'm like this is stuff my kids will eat because I'm just making sure that every vegetable I buy has multiple purposes but the thing that you've added that I think is really genius so I just want to pause on it for a minute is in addition to that one longer lasting veggie like the sweet potato and I used to buy little mini sweet potatoes for the lunchbox because Oliver loves them and I used to just like microwave steve them totally and then just slice them and shake cinnamon over them that would be his lunchbox veg but you know even if that doesn't work for your kids like having one of those because if you end up not using it that week it's not stressful it's going to last a while i think that's so smart
2: and the other thing i'd add that's like its own category for me and my shopping on the fly but is like in that long lasting is a frozen so i like will either grab frozen edamame or frozen corn even if i'm not really sure how to use it and again if i don't get to it I'm covered for another meal the next week or totally in a month whenever I get to it. Totally. Um, Then I shop thinking about like protein snacks. So I tend to like if it's I'm shopping on the fly, I tend to buy chicken breast, which I know is like sort of boring, but is also like so incredibly versatile or chicken thighs. And I will sometimes make the decision based on price whatever is like the cheapest of the two. Um, Ground beef and tofu. Those are like my three. Sometimes I might grab cans of beans, but I tend to have those on hand. So I'm less likely to shop for them and just like wing it and hope that I have canned beans. Totally. Would you, what would you say? Like if you're shopping on the fly, what would you grab for proteins? Those three for sure. I think that's great. Tofu, I fall in and out of. I know. But I
1: think it's the right call when you don't have a meal plan if your family will eat it because it lasts. Yes. Definitely chicken breasts. If I'm like really struggling and not feeling inspired, which I'm going to get to in a second, I might get chicken breast and then also boneless skinless chicken thighs also because my family will eat chicken more than once a week. And again, I'm really thinking about five meals. And then so we have... Two forms of chicken. We have tofu, we have ground beef, and then I'll throw in like a wild card. I'll like maybe it depends how I'm feeling. Maybe the salmon looks good. Frozen shrimp is a great option because it cooks so fast. It's very versatile. You can, if you don't use it, it's fine. It's not gonna go bad. A pork tenderloin is always great. It's very air fryer friendly. All you need is like a rub and some dry spices that you know you're going to have. Like it's very low-key and you can just throw it in the oven. So those are some other things. Or a steak, because I know my kids will eat it. But like a cheaper cut, like a skirt steak or a flank steak to make tacos, something like that. I'm really thinking about proteins that are versatile, that don't need a whole lot of fuss. Like the pork loin, even the chicken thighs, because they have so much fat and they're flavorful. The steak. As long as you have some dried spices at home, you can have dinner. It's pretty easy.
2: Can I make a, a recommendation? I can't decide if you're going to like it or not.
1: Oh, but um,
2: if you're buying proteins and you like you're like, I don't know, do I have spice rubs at home? Do I not? Or like you just can't think about it. Sometimes I do buy the like pre flavored pork tenderloin or I'll grab like our little grocery store near us has like marinated chicken thighs or seasoned yeah. chicken thighs I'll grab those and then totally. like I don't even have to fuss with totally. figuring out a flavor component. I think that's component. super smart. I just work cuz I'm like is that like pre-brining it in a weird way and people get weird about the package like lemon pepper pork tenderloin. But I don't think it's weird. I think it's very convenient. I agree with you. I think it's convenient. I mean
1: for me I tend not to grab it just because I'm like I know I have just like yeah, so many have spices at home exactly and it's more expensive because it's already been flavored so i just opt for because i know i have all these dried spices at home but i think
2: that's a great suggestion Stacy it's getting warmer and the weather has me so ready for a wardrobe update but I want it to be for the long haul without spending a fortune. Quince is your place it's not easy to get quality pieces
1: that you can count on to last without investing a ton of money but at Quince I've got a
2: lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Not only is By Heart an easy to digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit up and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem Your Welcome offer at
1: It's easy to sign up and the process
2: is automated so you don't have to worry about missing a week. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code DIJFY at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code DIJFY for 10% off today.
1: I just want to say... I was like, you know, when I'm not inspired, I made reference to that, that I'm going to reveal a little something about my brain work when I'm shopping. There's so much
2: revealing of your brain work in this episode. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I don't know why. (laughs) Maybe
1: because like, I don't know. Anyway, I tend to actually think about what I want to make when I'm in the supermarket loosely. yeah. I'm not just buying chicken breast and being like, I'll figure something out later. That is deeply uncomfortable for me. (laughs) Even when I know I'll change my mind. Okay. But I'm like, because I'm like, I'm going to make this into tacos. I know that we have to have sour cream and cilantro. Yeah. To like make tacos what everybody wants them to make. Like if Oliver has tacos without sour cream, it's like, oh my God. Like, eh. you know, he needs like literally half a tub of sour cream for his tacos. And me, I'm like fresh cilantro is like one of my favorite, favorite flavors. So I do and I know this won't work for everybody, but for some people, if it helps to literally like pull yourself aside, (laughs) either in the parking lot or when you get in and be like, I'm going to get chicken tacos, I'm going to get steak chimichurri. That really, really helps me when I'm shopping without a meal plan. And part of how I do that without having to like recreate the wheel on the fly or whatever that saying is. (laughs) Is by having back pocket meal ideas. Yeah. That's what I'm really doing. To be honest, when I'm shopping without a meal plan, the real, real truth is that I am making a meal plan in my mind with my back pocket meal ideas.
2: Yes. Here's what I want to say to you and also to some of our listeners. This is a little like the Costco episode in the fact that you're like, oh, I, what would I do if I had dried mango leftover? Like you have the skills, Stacey Bellis, <laughs> to like, cook a little bit. I know there are things like sour cream, your fi- like family preferences that you make sh- that you want to check. But like under the worst circumstances, if you just did like a very quick grocery shop without thinking, you, when you get home, you have like all the emotional, intellectual tools to make dinner out of whatever you shop. I for. don't like it. I
1: know don't. I, it's like takes the pleasure out of a way. So what I really like improvising is when I'm home and I'm like, I don't want the chicken yes. tacos Yes, because then it comes from my desire as opposed to necessity. And I think that this is a really important thing to talk about, actually, when we talk about cooking, because I think it's part of like how the joy disappears for a lot of people. We've heard from so many parents who are like, I loved to cook before I had kids. And like now it's such a slog because there's a really different emotional tenor of cooking when you have to cook. Right now you're like under the gun. You have to go food shopping and, yes. you know, you don't have your meal plan. It's annoying. I feel resentful. It's not that I'm not capable, but like it it isn't as fun for me. Yes. So, I guess the point is there are many ways into this, and I really love that we're breaking down a formula and we should get back to that formula, but that thinking about, and maybe it takes a little experimentation and being fluid, but thinking about how you like to do this so that it just feels as easy as freaking possible, like I can make a homemade killer mole and a molcajete, whatever, but that's not what my life is Monday through Friday during
2: the school year. Yes. Also, it's like two sides of the same coin Mm -hmm. in a way. Like I hear what you're saying, and I think that like a lot of people agree with that. And also, I think there's still a large group of people of our listeners who like they don't they don't feel confident to just like go to the store and make sure that they have everything that they need. And so, absolutely, part of this like thinking is like okay, so then here's a template. And you're going to be able to figure it out from this template because we are going to talk we are going to talk about meal ideas, too, from some of these is like in addition to us giving you back pocket meal ideas, you also now have the confidence. Like once you've done this once or twice where you've had where you've grocery shopped without a plan and you found that you can make like really creative meals with what you bought, I think that like gives you confidence to continue to do it again and also learn that there are some things that are non-negotiable like sour cream and cilantro for your family. And so it's like this, like you're saying you want to be able to have creative cooking from like a desire standpoint and your personal cravings. And I think that there's like a joy in creative cooking of like just cooking on the fly and figuring it out when you get home (laughs) from the grocery store.
1: Totally. So let's get back to it. So you're buying three proteins. You're buying tofu, chicken breast, ground beef, and you don't know what you're going to make with it. You're just buying them.
2: Yeah. sometimes and then okay like i might be like oh i do know that i want chicken sandwiches this mm-hmm. week so as one of my carbs starches i'm gonna make sure i have those rolls or whatever buns that mm-hmm. i love so totally. much okay and then i might be like oh, i'll figure out the ground beef later and so then the other thing is again this is like a meal based on dinner count like either three or five carbs starches so like Make sure I have pasta, rice, tortillas. Um, I love a gif cornbread mix and it's like a versatile thing for my family, but that Mm -hmm. might not work for everyone. Maybe I'm buying one special bread or two special breads. Uh, Does that align with how you think about filling out the plate once you've got proteins and veggies? Yeah, I would say approximately. I would say that part of why I like
1: thinking about meals is to fill that stuff out because I have a lot of those carbs already in my pantry and I don't like doubling up. And like part of meal planning is also knowing what you have in your pantry. So when I'm shopping without a meal plan, I often don't really remember what's in my pantry and I don't want to like buy extra rice or buy extra pasta or have to remember. So I think that for the most part, I assume I have the carby, starchy things in my pantry or like that's where I'm going to be creative. And I only buy it when I'm like, oh, but I know for sure that we want tacos. So I'll make yeah. sure that I have tortillas. Or
2: you're going to do meatballs and you have to have garlic bread. Totally. Okay.
1: So it's a, lot, it's a lot like what you described, like, yeah. you know, getting the rolls, like knowing that. I'm probably not buying as many carby starchy things just to have
2: as it sounds like you are. I don't know. I mean, like, cause I can pretty much tell you like off the top of my head that I have three boxes of pasta. I have a spaghetti, a short and like a small pasta shape in my pantry. Right now. Like, I'm telling you right now, I know that in my brain. That is information I hold on to. Is Is that something that you always have? I don't have room for that. It's so sad. I tend to buy our three favorite shapes. Anytime they're on sale, I make sure I have two boxes. Okay. So that gets me through, like, almost sometimes a month of, like, not buying pasta. Yes, totally. So you tend to know that you have pasta. Yes. If I am like, oh, the salmon looks great today, I would buy rice to, like, make sure that I have it. And I feel less freaked out, less concerned about overbuying rice or pasta, maybe that's because I have a bigger pantry than I am like overbuying meat because I don't have as much room in the freezer. Interesting.
1: So, yeah. So this is where you have to think about like what stresses you out, what you want more of. The funny thing is that I'm wondering if even though you're like, I buy these proteins, I just don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm going to go home and be creative. I wonder if in your mind somewhere you actually do know. I cannot imagine you. I think it's so interesting going to the salmon counter and being like, that salmon looks good without being like, and I'm going to make that with salmon. I'm going to make salmon poles.
2: <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. in your mind. I have such a good <gasps> analogy. For okay, this. great. I'm so excited. Okay, you know when you're like buying an investment piece of clothing Mm -hmm. you're gonna buy like a more expensive to you and like not just basic jean or t-shirt totally like a pair of trousers you are supposed to do the like mental thing of what are at least three outfits I can make with this from my what's already in my closet like I'm not buying If I can do that, then it's a yes for my closet. Or like vintage, like this happens to me for like vintage clothing or thrift clothing. Like it's not something that's even on my list, but I'm like, oh, this is cool. Can I make an outfit out of it? Yeah. That is what my brain does in the grocery store. I'm like, oh, if I want to, I can make salmon bowls with that because I know I have rice and I'm going to grab edamame. Or if we don't end up eating it on this night that way, I know that I can like cook it and turn it into salmon patties. Because I already know I have bought buns if we don't do the chicken. Like, it's all like a little bit of a meal matrix. So, like, if I can come up with one or two meal ideas for whatever I have my hands on in the grocery store, that's how I know I should put it in my cart.
1: I love that. And I think that this, okay, it seemed like there wasn't as much overlap as there is in the way that we think. And I think that this does make an argument for back pocket meals. Yes. Not because we're saying you have to do what I said earlier of, like, pull aside and be like, okay, I'm going to make tacos. I'm going to make this and then that, and that. You might do that. You might just be like, I know that, like, two things that my family loves with salmon are salmon rice bowls and salmon patties. Yeah. Like, those are two of my back pocket meals. I know everybody eats it. It's easy. It's quick. I can do it. So let me just grab some salmon and I'll figure it out on Wednesday. So I do... I like that because yeah. I think that in addition to this formula for the people who literally just like to fly by the seat of their pants, because there are those people that also having back pocket meal ideas really helps this process go smoothly for reducing waste and like
2: keeping your budget tight. Yeah. OK, we should zoomies so we can get to a lightning round of like meal ideas. Sure. Sure flavor boosters. I think this is like a, where I would be a little bit more likely to overbuy because I think it's really easy to like just keep shelf-stable stuff or like I know I'm going to use them up. But I think of buying like a flavorful cheese, even if it's just parmesan. Um I think of buying a jar of tomato sauce or if you lo- if your family loves like butter chicken, like you just buy the so- the pre-made curry. It can also be Fun things like curry paste or miso paste. Um, this is where I might like throw some herbs in the cart yeah. too. This is like the free, this is like the sprinkles category. Yeah. And you can just like have a little bit of fun with it. A, f- a salsa or you mentioned chimichurri earlier. Maybe you grab pesto and you know that like, oh, you have those chicken breasts. You can make like pesto chicken and turn it into a pasta dish or sandwiches or whatever. So I said three when I originally wrote it on the list, but, In reality, I think you can buy more than that. And I probably buy like five. What is one thing you would grab as like a flavor
1: booster? So again, this I think has just more. I think that's a great suggestion. More to do with the way that I pack my pantry. I have so many of these things on hand that when I'm shopping without a meal plan, it's usually an opportunity for me to use stuff up out of my pantry. Mm. So I'm really focusing on like making sure there's stuff for breakfast, lunch, proteins, and veggies. I'm not really shopping in the other stuff because I'm like, I have stuff at home and I should use it up. Unless, again, I'm like, oh, yeah, those tacos. I need taco seasoning mix. The one thing I will do, though, and sometimes I do overbuy, fresh herbs. I knew it. And always lemons and limes.
2: <laughs> yes. Because you've mentioned So that.
1: citrus and herbs. Like, yeah. those are the things that I always buy. Like, I will just grab... Because I don't know, like for me, that's like you can always do something like, yeah, if you have olive oil, if you have garlic, oh, like garlic and onion, if you don't have like definitely pick up. But with garlic, onion, oil, butter, fresh herbs, you can make so many different things and vinegar, you know, you can make the chimichurri, you can make Mexican food, you can make Thai food. Like those are the things that I feel like come together and are just really like simple and fresh.
2: Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like I will buy like three herbs sometimes and be like, I don't even if I don't use these, like if I have leftover mint or like the mint starts to turn, I can make like mint iced tea yes. or I can just like chop everything up and make like a chimichurri or just like an herbaceous sauce. Or I can chop them up and throw them in the freezer with like a little bit of olive oil. In and an ice cube. So I don't feel like worried about using those up as quickly or as efficiently as I do some of like the other produce. I would also add I always buy green onions, like always always and sometimes two bunches because if I don't like have the time or bandwidth to chop up a whole white onion or for whatever reason we're out, um they also like cook down a little bit more so you get like a little bit of onion flavor and my kids notice less. <laughs> and they're like a nice like you can use them for flavoring the base of your meal. And also use them as garnish on things, too. Love it. Okay. Real quick, rapid fire. You mentioned, like, tacos. What other meal ideas do you tend to cook on the fly and count as, like, your back pocket meals?
1: They're sort of general categories. So tacos of all kinds. Yeah. Steak, salmon, chicken.
2: I would add crispy beef tacos to the
1: thing, to the list, I should say. Quesadillas. Uh, General Big Dinner Salad is another big back pocket meal. So sometimes that'll be using up the chicken breast. Sometimes it'll be grabbing a big bag of chicken nuggets. And then thinking about instead of spending money on the fresh protein, maybe sliced almonds and a can of clementines and going like Chinese chicken salad or something like that. So Big Salad, quesadillas, tacos, curries is another big one because it can be vegetarian. It can be any meat, lamb, chicken, and and use up a whole bunch of vegetables. Pasta. I know that's a really big category. We have a pasta episode.
2: Yeah. Super quick pasta dinners that aired in August. For me, that's like That is the time like where I'm doing one pot pastas mostly. But you should, if you haven't listened to that episode, you should listen because there's another one where our seasoning eyes brains are different. Yeah. And we go
1: into, into a little deep dive on it. So one pasta dish for sure. And then sometimes just eggs, like figuring out some sort of egg dish. And we have an egg episode, but it can be frittata. It can be curried eggs. It can be breakfast for dinner. Like I just know that eggs will come in handy somehow quiche or like fake quiche. So that's it. What are your back pocket meals?
2: OK, I would agree on most of them. I'm surprisingly, my family does not love curry, so it isn't one of my go to's. But what I think is adjacent and like sort of similar is the idea of bowl meals. So like we mentioned the salmon bowls, but also um, our community introduced me to Julia Tertian's Tex-Mex mee- meatballs, and we made those this summer. And those are really great like as a burrito bowl or that could be something I do with the chicken thighs so bowls of all kinds sandwiches i mentioned the chicken sandwiches but like if i buy the brioche buns that we all love and i get a wild hair i have ground beef i can make like sloppy joes or i can make us burgers or i can make salmon burgers you said eggs i was going to say breakfast for dinner like that's a really easy category for us and like if i buy sweet potatoes then that can be the center of that meal Sheep pan dinners, like sheep pan fajitas, are one of those things I go back to time and time again, and it's great with chicken breasts or thighs. And like if I bought the lunchbox peppers and I have onions on hand and I bought tortillas, it's like way easy to throw together. Totally, egg roll in a bowl, like any variation on that sort of like bowl meal. I guess that is kind of like bowl meal, isn't it? I was trying to think of yeah. like it's a sauté, okay. like a one pot meal where you're basically like sautéing a, a protein and some veg and like you're serving over noodles or rice or maybe you're serving pitas on the side we do those often i think that's it besides the sort of like oh i you might cook like pork tenderloin in the air fryer and then cook up the snap peas totally and have like a salad and special bread which is not any of those categories of meals but is something that's really delicious and satisfying Oh, I want to give a shout out because I know we do a lot of – my kids love Mexican
1: food, Tex-Mex food. So we talked about quesadillas. We talked about tacos. Enchiladas is another one. Mm, And enchiladas is a really good back pocket or, like, you don't know what you're going to make. And something that I love is that my kids aren't super into vegetarian meals, but a can of black beans plus a can of sweet potato or even pumpkin, depending on the season – And then combine that with a bag of shredded cheese, a lot of cumin, a lot of dried onion and onion powder, garlic powder, salt, pepper makes a really, really good vegetarian filling that's really hearty.
2: I love that. Okay. Any other categories of back pocket meals we want to mention?
1: No. And I think that something important here is that, of course, there are a ton more back pocket meal ideas. But part of what makes back pocket meals actually useful is making sure that your list isn't too big because yeah. then it's overwhelming, right? Like the point is that this is where you go to when it's you're in a pinch, you need to not think. Not thinking means it's a short list. If it's like a long ass list of a thousand meal ideas, <laughs> then it requires thinking again, right? So I think it's kind of fitting that both of us have like a short list of just these categories of meals or just we know we can cook with our eyes shut.
2: And we refer to them as back pocket meals, but like some people might call them brainless crowd pleasers Mm -hmm. or they might be part of their meal planning template. Like, hey, you already know you're going to have beans this day, sandwiches this day, something Tex-Mex this day. Then like that's an awesome way to form your shopping experience. And then um, I do feel like the last little wrap up is when I get home what, so that I don't lose the thread of like what I grocery shopped, I will just write down whether it's like in my phone notes app or on our whiteboard, on our refrigerator, some of the things I thought about making, even if it's like repeat, like, oh, this chicken could be tacos or it could be chicken sandwiches. So that way I don't have to like think about that again. So what smart when I go to cook? Usually we wrap this up by being like, oh, what are your ideas? And not that I don't want your ideas, but I (laughs) had a really fun thought because we were talking about the scenarios where you like end up in the grocery store. I want to know like what it what is like the worst state you've ever been in at the grocery (laughs) store trying to shop? For example, I don't know if this is my worst, but when we lived in Boise, there was an Albertsons that had a bar and sometimes on a date night. We would like end up there we might have already had drinks at dinner and then we'd have another drink at the bar and then i'd be like i should just grocery shop it's saturday night i don't want to come back tomorrow <laughs> that's hilarious and then it was a real surprise slash tree what <laughs> tipsy megan bought for future megan that is
1: so funny <laughs> i feel like the worst is when i go shopping hungry yes
2: Oh my god. What Hungry Stacy shop for is way different. Hungry
1: Stacy likes everything.
2: (laughs) It's like we need it. We need it. We need it. Tipsy Megan. We <laughs> should get them together. It'd be the biggest bulk shop. So, hey, join us in the community so we can share our horror stories, our funny stories. Um, you can visit did just feed backslash community to join us there. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha gatzek I'm Megan. And I'm Stacey.
1: And instead of telling you to stay sane and well fed, because this is all about flying by the seat of your pants. What about tagging us on Instagram the next time you're at the supermarket? (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea, or you're drunk, or you're hungry. Just take a little video of yourself, upload it to your stories, and tag us. We want to see it in action, and we'll do the same in return.
2: I love it. (laughs) Stay 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 unstable
1: and fed. (laughs) Stay unstable and as fed as possible. Until next week.
2: Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review